Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Oh, I didn't know we we're going live already, but <laughs> here we are. I, I take it we're live. All righty, welcome everybody to to Magic Mac, a celebration of the magic that is Mac Davis. Baby, baby, don't give up on me. That's the right show we're doing, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Or is All that right, karaoke? Let's Let's do karaoke. <laughs> or in my case, I didn't sign up for karaoke. Uh, in my case, a scary okey. All right, let's just get there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you'd be good. You'd be good, Tyson. All right. You so no um, you can't do no worse than some others have. All right. Let's but, let's let's get this. And you don't want to hear me on karaoke. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's let's go ahead and uh, have everybody muted because we are live on the air, and this is uh, this is Magic Mac, which is a celebration of all things and the magic that is the Macintosh computing system. Uh, with me tonight on one side of my virtual table is Jason Castangway. Hey, everybody. Hey, and we would like to welcome the newest member of the Magic Mac team, Katie Frederick. Good evening, everyone. It's great to be here and talk about the magic of the Mac. All right, guys. So we've had a couple episodes. We've talked about it from the basics. And tonight, what what uh, I came up with to cover is this really cool feature that everyone has seen and not a lot of people understand it. It's probably one of the most frustrating things when you first start out. You're just like, I don't get this. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but that's the spotlight. The spotlight search. Um, I know I was when I went through the small amount of formal training I had, I had no idea what this thing was. It was never taught to me. It was never shown how to use it. So I get in there and I'm like, oh, this is a search box. So I go in there and I type in something and I can't find it. And I'm frustrated and I'm going through the documents folders and I'm going through the, the, the drive folder and, you know, something that goes through. But I've learned over time how to use it. And it can actually be, um, once you get a few couple a few things basic down and understand how it works it uh it really does turn around and become um i'm gonna say probably more powerful than most anything that's on a windows pc um, as far as this uh and there's some things i know i know jason you're gonna get into some really cool specific stuff about it katie chime in whenever you have something to to add in um so let's start off with uh, a couple different ways to get to it. Um, the 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 its location it sits because it's a native it's a native uh, OS app, and you probably pop right into the spotlight uh, via spacebar to to open that up, and you're going to be dropped into a field, into a search field. Two of the other well. So one of the other the other way that's uh, if you listen to its command structure is you use command space, command yeah. space bar, and that mm -hmm. will also open it up. Uh, and again, it, once you open it up, it drops you straight into a search field. Now this is where um, most people start off at, and where again it's very very confusing. And the name is a little bit of um, doesn't it doesn't quite uh, give it justice um, spotlight because if you were to type in let's say um, any word for example if you were to type in the word magic right it's going to look for anything on your on your MacBook or well, for me it's a MacBook for on your Mac product 
uh, that starts with magic. But in this particular search with the with the command space or with the opening it from the dock, it's also going to look on the web and look for things that aren't just in the title, but also within the text of mm -hmm. the document. So it gives you, so it has some pretty powerful search terms and like that. And the, the problem that's frustrating about that is it gives you so much information that you you get almost overwhelmed by it and trying to navigate, especially if you're learning to navigate the Mac for the, for from the first time or in those first few few weeks of it. And in my case, first few months. Um, so the first thing we can do is we can actually narrow that down. Especially, let's get rid of the let's get rid of the the, the ability to search the web. Um, and to do that, instead of instead of uh, uh, using the hotkey command, command spacebar, add a shift to it. So if you do shift spacebar command, or command shift spacebar, it's going to bring up a finder search, which remember we talked about what the finder is. Finder is kind of like the, um, the what is your compute, what is in your computer? It's like the, the file structure of your computer. And you have the ability then to search for that. So if you, um, you'll drop into a search box and remember you have to, when we talk, when we go into search boxes, you have to interact with them, which is, uh, I always say use the caps lock key for, for me, um, or VO space, I'm sorry, VO shift down arrow to interact or caps lock shift down arrow, uh, type in your search term uninteract by switching the down arrow for the up arrow and then you VO um, the easiest way to do this we've talked about this well we haven't talked about this really much is to, to do a quick jump to the beginning or the end you're going to use VO right arrow and VO left arrow so a VO right arrow will take you to the end of this kind of a I've described it as a linear menu going through all the different items that are on that thing and um if you're on a MacBook and you don't have a home or an end key proper, you can use function VO. Um, so function control option and the right arrow and the left arrow respectively to go forward or back to the beginning of the list is left arrow to the end of the list is, is back. So home and end right and left or left and right. Um, so to do that, when you do that, you're going to, you're going to back arrow, or I'm sorry, you're going to, yeah, you're going to, so VO left arrow once from the end, and that's going to drop you into something. It's going to say, um, oh, what does it say? And I don't have it up here, so I can't say. Um, uh, but you're going to you're going to interact with the title that it, that it says off the second one from the back. And I hate it when I don't have something up to look at it. Um, so that's going to give you the list of everything that starts with that with that um, that has that either in the name or the text within your hard drive. And that's the way you can narrow that down. Um, there's a lot of, you know, just instead of looking on the web and everywhere else, now you're just looking on strictly your computer. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think you can tack on multiple criteria. I haven't played with it much, but I think like once you type in the name of the thing you want, you can add another field that says type and you can choose the type whether it be a document or music mm -hmm. or things like that. I think you can tack, tack on as many criteria as you want and even save it to your 
finder sidebar so that you can use it again in the future but mm-hmm. i'm getting into things that i don't actually use i just know that it's there <laughs> so so yeah and and actually this is something i've played with um before so let's say uh, we'll use the fact that you're looking for an mp3 file on your computer right you're looking for a specific song and you don't feel like you want to do it real quick so you so you open up um you open up you know your your um finder spotlight so command shift um command shift uh space bar and that drops you into the field you interact with it and here's how you do that so there's a couple ways so let's say i want to look for the name right um and we're going to look for uh just whatever the whatever song you want to put in there right um so you're going to put name and let's say uh I'm gonna look up Def Leppard's photograph, right? Because that's that's a that's a song that just popped into my head for whatever reason. So I'm gonna type in the word name colon space photograph, and that's going to now narrow it down to the name of files of any file that has photograph in the title. So that may be an image file, that may be a doc file or a text file or an MP3 or another audio file. But if I want to specifically narrow it down. I can actually, after that, I can type the word kind, K-I-N-D colon, and I can type whatever I want in there. So I can type MP3, or I can type audio, press enter, and it's now going to narrow it down to MP3 or audio files, depending on which one I choose, specifically with the word photograph in the title. And again, you're going to uninteract, you're going to use uh, uh, V-O end to go to the end uh do a vo left arrow back one interact with that field and you're going to get a list that you can arrow down through to get those and then you can use if you remember how do we get to our context menu everybody come on collectively oh vo shift shift m m <laughs> right oh 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 um, that's the best command on my mac i use that so much my context menu uh, i'm telling mm-hmm. you love that thing when I when I finally discovered that, again it was like it was like the the heavens opened up and a chorus came out through the light in the clouds. Um, so so you can uh, you can air down through the op- options there, which gives you a chance to save it to your to your um, to your sidebar. Uh, you can open it. You can tag it. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do there. Uh, you can also command down arrow on the file, and it will open it in its in your preferred. So if you have like for me my my default um my default uh mp3 player or media player is vlc so it opens up in my vlc player and uh, so that's the way to you but you can you can uh, definitely sort those by different things um as far as like uh mp you got mp3s you got audio. you can do pdfs you can do text files you can do documents and it'll give you every type of document file if you go uh kind colon music it's going to bring up all your different so if you have like wave files or um uh M- mwas or if you have uh flack files or any of that kind of stuff it will find all of those w- along with the search criteria so it can become a very, very powerful tool. And uh, I think I'm going to save this for a future episode, but there's a way, because um, I, haven't, I haven't done it in a long time, where you can create a, um, a folder and you can, dyna- you, can, uh, you can dynamically 
create a folder that will search and save things in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I think you're is talking about great. smart folders? The smart folders. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so smart folders are great because it will literally on the fly... Anything you anything you search for and find, it will save to that folder, and it's great for research. And they'll say, and again, so so if you're so if you're um, especially if you're a student and you use a MacBook, or you're doing research for projects or something like that, and you find files that you create and you have to keep them in one place, instead of having them all over the place, you can keep in this one folder, and you can add to it. And even if it's spread somewhere else, even on the web or, or in a different location, you can still open it from that smart folder. Mm-hmm. So it's a really phenomenal um, piece of equipment, but I don't want to get into smart folders tonight. So that is, that's my, that's my take on the, uh, on the spotlight folder. Uh, if any, what else, uh, Jason? You got some some cool stuff to do with it. I'm pretty sure. Well, um, I didn't anticipate this, but you actually got into it a little bit, um, and that's very cool. But one thing that I wanted to point out was that you can use those same tags or tokens. I don't really know what to call them, but the criteria filters. You can type that directly into when you do, for example, when you do command spacebar to to launch spotlight. Yes, by default it's gonna search every which where for for any word that you type, but if you use these tokens like kind colon um audio space um author colon Step Leopard, uh, you'll find it, it will narrow your search to the computer and um, find all your media and things that relate to Death Leopard. Um, I'm trying to think of, I mean, there are so many ways you can, um, I was reading um, when I was talking to you, or when, I, when we were emailing early in the week, I, I found this article that's in Apple's support system. And I mean, you can search in ways that I probably wouldn't do very often, but you can limit your search to particular dates or tell it not, you know, use these words, but not that word. And I, I don't know how we can cover that in, in one episode of magic Mac because it is quite robust, but I was thinking I, I, you know, um, uh, some of the things you can search by are, you know, um, we were talking about the kind, and I think that comes in most handy because mm-hmm. some, sometimes we know what the words are, but we want them, you know, we know it's a particular kind of thing. We don't want it to go searching willy-nilly. So I tend to use kind sometimes because you can limit it to, like, um, if you type kind colon application, uh, kind colon contacts, nice. um, kind colon folder, uh, there's email, um, and it seems like some of them take both singular and plural form of the word. Um, you can do mail message or mail messages. It seems to understand, you know, that it, that email and mail messages are the same, but whatever, you know, your vocabulary, whatever, whatever word you want to use that's easier is it will get it. Uh, you can do event for your calendar things. You can do kind colon reminder. Uh, image we talked about audio um, music movies um 
PDF. Oh, yeah, I'm always searching for PDFs. Not really, but um, <laughs> I mentioned that I'm because... Always... Go ahead. Oh, because PDFs are sometimes a pet peeve because they're either accessible or not. <laughs> yes. Um, That's what a... were you going to say? No, I, 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 need to, I need to work more with this kind because I'm always struggling to find, oh, where did I put that Zoom recording of whatever oh, meeting or... Yes. Because, you know, it's, it's ultimately in my downloads folder but, or somewhere, or maybe I've moved it or... Um, but sometimes that can be a... A challenge. So I definitely need to. Um, I think I'll use this to try to organize my my uh, electronic space. I keep everything electronically, so my computer is kind of a disaster. But um, <laughs> and that's so where think, Spotlight can come in handy yes. because not only will you search for things, but it pays attention to what results you're activating, and eventually, if they weren't at the top before, uh, they become your top result because it notices that, oh, when this person searches, they're always going to this result. I'm going to put that closer to the top so it's easy to find. And for example, sometimes I'm in a situation where I don't I don't want to go to my applications folder and take the time to do that, or it's not in my doc. I am going to use Spotlight and I type in, I, I mean, it used to be that I would type in maybe T-E-R-M for a terminal because I tend to use the terminal and now it's like I can just type T and boom, terminal's there. It's like, mm-hmm. I love it. It's, it's gotten pretty smart. We yes. know where you're going. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I I don't know how to share this link to, to the post, uh, to Apple's support article in a way because it's not horrible, but it's kind of lengthy. Um, but I don't know if putting it in the chat area would be um, advisable or just um, I don't have the chat feature enabled. Oh, that's fine. On the call, so yep, that's um, fine. Um, I can try to say it. Maybe if uh, send that to uh, whoever. Well, if you, you know, if we could put it in the show notes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you want to put that in the in the podcast description. Sure. Okay. So that would be that'd be cool. Um, yep. Is there? Do you know? Because I didn't come across this in in in. And in, in, in looking up some of the stuff just to make sure I had my terminology right, mm-hmm. um, is there a way to sort your results? Um, I don't know if about uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. wow, take that again. Um, <laughs> I don't know about alphabetical sorting, but I do by know size that these are by most recent. Yes, let me see here. Um, I know you can use date. Um, for example, the date colon, and um, you can type in like, for example, zero uh, nine slash or nine slash nine slash twenty twenty would be today's date, and it might limit your search to those. But um, if you wanted to search a range of dates, you could do um, nine slash six slash twenty twenty dash nine slash nine slash twenty twenty. But I. I don't know about the sorting. Um, I would. I'm doing a quick search right now, um, and let's see what I get here. Let's see. I'm getting. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, I see other people asking the same question on Google, but I am not seeing a result quickly. But one of the things that's mentioned is in your preferences you can go to your spotlight category and I'm going there right now just to make sure that I'm telling you the right thing. So I'm going to spotlight 
and you can there there are two tabs there's a search results tab and then there's a privacy tab and i think it's kind of good actually that we're doing this because one thing i did want to mention too is that you can tell spotlight not to search certain locations mm-hmm. um, if you prefer yes. that those locations be kept out of the mix and that would be in the privacy tab but in the search results tab um, there are a whole bunch of categories and you can check and uncheck them and I believe you can drag them into the order that you prefer I have not played with this mm-hmm. very much let me just make sure that I Let's see if it says here. Um, okay, it's not actually. Sometimes it gives a tip saying that you can drag, um, mm-hmm. but just for fun, I'm going to I'm going to drag my bookmarks and history um, item. Oh, and it just told me that. Oh, here we go. It's marked for drag and drop. Now I'm going in, and we didn't talk about this much, um, but I did V O comma to uh, mark the item for drag and drop. I'm interacted with this table of categories. So now I'm going to move up one item and I'm going to drop it on applications, which is my top item and see if it lets me do that. It's making the little drag noise and oh, usually it announces something. Oh, failed to drag. Okay. So it's not dragging the items the way that I thought it did or thought it would. Um, and I don't know why, um, but is I there another these... toggle? Like, if you if you keep going, is there another like, or do you have to unlock anything to make any changes in that section? Um, let's see. I don't see the I don't okay. see the the lock yeah. here, but okay. I do see a help. And I just want to see if it says there that I can drag stuff. Feel free to keep talking. I'm just going to look real quick because <laughs> it is nice sure. to be able to get the order yeah. in the way that you want if mm-hmm. you don't like the default. Right. Yeah, sometimes dragging and dropping on the Mac um, can be works pretty well, um, but it can sometimes sometimes things won't drop when you want as as you want them to. But for the most part, it works very well. It's I mm-hmm. think it's better than on Windows. So. I, yeah, I and I think sometimes too there are, there are visuals that we. Mm-hmm using a screen reader aren't aware of like maybe the overlap isn't quite right so it's not able to drag and and it doesn't explain it that way but i think that's sometimes why it fails um and of course because it might fail because it simply isn't a draggable item but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah pretty interesting and and katie you brought up something there that that kind of takes us on a small on a small side tangent but uh with the system preferences a lot of the system preferences mm. you can't change unless you unlock. Yes, um, which is a fa- which is a fabulous feature because how mm-hmm. many of us get into preferences and next thing you know the com- the computer doesn't work. <laughs> Are you right? sure? Are you really sure you want to do this? I okay. love that. I love that feature in <laughs> yes. in, in your iPhone, in your mm-hmm. Mac, any of the Apple products. They don't just ask you once; they ask you about four times. <laughs> yeah. If you're not sure, you can click cancel this time. Right. Okay. Click. Are you a hundred percent sure? Because I'm. This is going to be the last time I'm going to ask you before this next time Um, yeah and i love that about that it's it's really that that abort feature (laughs) yes you know i I call it i call it the roller coaster line where you know you're sitting there looking at the roller coaster and going are you sure you want to go on this (laughs) (laughs) well and i think too you know again for the mac um when it when it gets uh, to that lock you often have to enter your password and things so Mm -hmm. it's just again it's that extra level of security so really making sure that this is this is your account and this is this is really what you want to change but 
you can really get in and, you know, again, as, as we were talking a little bit about before we went live, um, and it, I know it's not the scope of this show, but in a way it is. I mean, you can really customize things from spotlight searching to your keyboard, your voiceover keys, right? And so that's just a level of flexibility that Apple uh, provides for yeah, I, for its I, products. I, I love the customization of a Mac. Yes. And mm-hmm. even even if you've dealt with things like Apple Scripts, Apple Scripts are so fundamentally basic. Like you can you can write it in plain English, like you know, tell Spotlight to open up, you know, with this keystroke. And it goes, okay, sure, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I mean, it's just real basic language when you write scripts. Um, I haven't yeah. done it yet. I've read a, I've read a bunch of articles in the last probably two months about it because I've been looking into more of the into more of the feature customizations with with certain mm-hmm. things I'm doing. And and yeah, it's just it's again. I'm just I'm like that that one hesitation. I'm just waiting to take that one step to go. Okay, let's just do this. Jump yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you come across the book Apple Script One Two Three? You tell me about that. Yes. Ooh. Okay. I did mention. I'm glad. Okay, because um, it's very good and it's available in iBooks, so you can read it right on your Mac and That's follow the examples nice. and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Project time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more for our advanced Mag- Magic Mac, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Apple look, Scripts we... and Terminal. Terminal Terminal scares me more than Apple Scripts. I could probably do uh, do Apple Scripts. I'd probably mess something up. I, but um, I am with you on that, Katie. Yeah. I don't touch Terminal yeah. yet. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and 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 you know, we we definitely like to deal with basics and stuff like that, and and that. But yes. uh, there's nothing wrong with because we have. I'm pretty sure we have people listening and downloading and and that that are all levels of users. So talking about something that's a more advanced feature is not a bad thing. So, all right. So anything anything else on Spotlight from you guys? I can't think of anything at the I moment. Don't think so. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, gosh, you can get definitions of words. You can do calculating functions. I mean, you can say two plus two, and it'll say four. Um, believe it or not, uh, you can do uh, currency conversions. You can do temperature, like you can say, um, you know, ninety six F in C, almost like you do with with the Google search. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Gosh. Yeah, because because it is it really that's what it is 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 it's almost like Google search just mm-hmm. without having to actually go into an application. Mm-hmm. Right. It's almost like um, having in a way a, a typewritten form of Siri. That's kind of mm-hmm. what it reminds me of sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And and we can cover. Well, I mean, Siri on the Mac is is pretty much just like it is on the iPhone. It's pretty much straightforward. Right. Uh, you know. Shortcut keys or the or the key combo is is function space bar on a MacBook Pro, and I'm pretty sure it is on an iMac or a. Oh, I actually uh, forgot Mac what it was. It's, no, it's not function for me. It's uh, option or command. I think it's I think it's option. Hmm. Mm, option space bar, huh? Or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I use it to do some so like uh, because I've got. I've got my phone and my iPad tied into my MacBook. Yes. So the worst thing is, uh, and, I, and I found this out, that when I, I received a phone call in the middle of streaming something, and it temporarily cut out my stream. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. So, and so now i got to remember to go in and, and, and hit Siri and tell it to turn on Do Not Disturb. The and, same thing 
for me with my iPad and my Mac, I have to do the same thing as well. Right. Because so. yeah. otherwise, because otherwise it's going to, it's bad. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that until someone said, yeah, you, you were out for about 10 seconds. And I'm like, oh, that's when my phone was ringing. Uh, yes. Um, so yeah, so so the good, the bad, and the ugly of of the cross platform connectivity. <laughs> um, I can answer my phone on my Mac, but but on the other hand, it's going to interrupt anything I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually just turned that off. I just signed out of FaceTime on the Mac, so that mm-hmm. it um, hopefully will eliminate some of that. <clears throat> so I know I, I've written into um, I wrote in four or five months ago to to uh, accessibility, asking if they could potentially put in a function to with a with a single keystroke um to temporarily disable all notifications for that exact functionality hmm. like just turn off everything because because again you know you're sitting there doing something and you're getting bombarded right. with news and mm-hmm. messages and you know yeah. email there notifications is, there is um a do not disturb on the mac as well is that what you're referring to when you uh tell siri to turn on do not disturb Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So that that will at least um I think it turns off a lot of that stuff, but I, I um I only play with it sometimes when I'm like, oh darn, I forgot and I'm on I'm on the air or something and all these things are coming in. So I'll I'll turn it on for that. But do you guys have a hotkey for temporarily muting voiceover? I did not Yes. One. I do, but I uh what did I make it? <laughs> What did I set it to be? Um, option, option period, perhaps. It was one of the ones that I created, but yes, I did. Okay, so I did so make that, that one. So that's a customizable one, not a. So, mm-hmm. so for all you guys listening, that's customizable. You have to go into Voiceover Utility and and create a shortcut key. Because I because I cheat and I use the trackpad commander and turn that oh. with three finger double tap. Mm-hmm. I turned off my trackpad because I kept bumping it, and so then I would, would just yeah. do weird stuff. So I just turned mine off. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I keep the, if I keep the trackpad commander off, it generally doesn't doesn't mess with anything. Um, it'll move the cursor, but uh, but um, unless and you know until I turn on the the commander, and then it like wakes it up and says, "Hey, you want to use me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sometimes I do." Mm-hmm. Um, just because I can do that, and I can like use zoom one time and it'll it'll announce what's under the cursor what's under Mm -hmm. the pointer Mm -hmm. so all right well so since we seem to be done with spotlight i sent the both of you a really cool article the other day i found and i wanted to talk about it Ah, yeah because it's this kind of a you know uh Texas convention had their meet the Jetsons. I thought this was a very Jetsons, very um, Star Trekky kind of a, a thing, where they are. They Apple recently purchased or, or put in for a patent um, for a what is going to be potentially a virtual keyboard. Yeah. And it's you're no longer so on one on one version. Hopefully they don't. You know, I mean, there's other ways to do it. But uh, on a future version of um, of their mobile computer, not their mobile computing, but their uh, computers. Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be MacBook. Yeah, (laughs) MacBook or or the MacBook Air or something like that. But they're going to uh, no longer have a physical keyboard on it. It's going to be almost like a a mother glass keyboard. 
And so what I had, what, and when I was talking with you, Jason, I said, so what are the accessibility potentials or potential barriers we're going to come across with that? Because, you know, we're used to finding a a home keys and the home row and, and all those kind of things. And the Mm -hmm. article mentioned that they were talking about providing an overlay that you could lay on top of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what I'd be using. I like my touch yeah. typing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the touch screen, the, you know, the touch surface would provide probably a, a Braille screen input option. I mean, that might work, but it's still, you know, that's one thing if you're going to be typing into a text field. But if you're wanting to have access to your tab keys and move around and do different things quickly, you know, Braille screen input and you know, switching back and forth and and all that is not going to be that much fun. Um, Actually, that could be that could be really cool if you were to able to voice switch that, where you could oh yeah, that's you could true. activate Siri and say switch to Braille input. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know. Or if you, you would, just oh, go ahead. Oh, and no, or if you just put your fingers on the screen and it would just switch. I mean, you just just you know, if you could just calibrate that way and kind of it would it would know like okay, you're not you're not cordy typing you're you're doing six dot braille or something um, mm-hmm. but i i think this could be really interesting i think you know not having a keyboard or a physical keyboard would would certainly you know could certainly make the device um more like an you know more like an ipad i mean I, that's essentially what it would be just a really big screen i'm guessing that, that's um, what they're talking so, about having like an ipad ipad you know where your keyboard mm-hmm. is now, and then you still have right. your screen yes. that pops up on it. But yeah, that's yeah. just what it is. It's an iPad with a dock. It's mm-hmm. a docked iPad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um, I just I don't know. I, I think it's a neat idea, but I just I personally like again as we talked about I think before the show just sometimes having physical buttons and physical keys. Um, there's just you know kind of like we said for some of those just navigation or you know even just just writing. Um, Mm-hmm. See, and I, I think just I find it invest, easier. I think I might invest in like a wireless keyboard or something like that, or, mm-hmm. or Bluetooth. Yeah. I don't know if I can right. Bluetooth just because of, I'm not a fan of latency issues, but um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, if you had a dongled or even a wired USB um, keyboard, where you could where you could play with that, and that could just because yeah, I, I mean, even like the feel of the of the back press or the back spring of the keys. Yeah, you know, I think we're also used to that. If and if it's an overlay, will it have that? Will it have that mechanical feel to it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be just like a, a rubberized thing where we're just kind of pushing on dots? Knowing yeah. Apple, they're going to do something just really, really amazing, though. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I, I think you know, I remember, you know, I know we're focused on Macs, but when I first saw an iPhone, I was like. Uh, there's no way I can use this piece of glass. And now I have an iPad, an iPhone, a Mac, you know, so we, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they suckered me in. Um, But, but, you know, I mean, we can adapt and they've made it so, um, you know, really pretty intuitive that, um, that there are, you know, so many things that we can do, but I I do still think for some of that fine motor um, or in terms of like, you know, audio editing or something like that, it's just easier to do um, with a keyboard. And I, I know, you know, we're not alone in that regard. I know, I know other, like I listen to some podcasts um, that are more mainstream. Like there's one called Mac Break Weekly and it comes out every, every Tuesday um, where they talk about different aspects of Apple products. But a lot of people, you know, if they're doing serious writing or things, they just want 
that physical keyboard. Mm-hmm. So, and I know. The, go ahead, Jason. Oh, I was just say I know. Like in 2016, um, Apple came out with the MacBook Pros, and the keyboards uh, were newly designed, where they were um, much less movement. Mm-hmm. And I got one of those MacBooks. Um, had the touch bar and all that stuff and I thought wow this is cool and I, I thought I was getting used to that keyboard but I know they were having problems with those particular models and the more current iterations of the MacBooks have gone to a little bit more movement and I do like that better um, yeah I and it still manages they... to be pretty thin but it it does move more sorry yeah they, they caught a lot of flack for that I remember yeah. they, went, yes. they came back. I don't know if it was if they called that one the butterfly or if they went back to the butterfly. Yeah, I don't remember exactly the, either. I think the butterfly um, was the the flat flat keyboard. Was it? Yeah. I think so. And now they've gone to like a now it's like a half scissor butterfly thing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like some kind of gymnast. Like, <laughs> like he's going right. to perform the they have scissor butterfly dive. <laughs> I, I forget what they call it, but it's it's it has more travel essentially, which is mm-hmm. yeah. which is good. So exactly, yeah, like like you know, on the on the 2015 that I have, it's it's very it's very responsive, mm-hmm. um, and it's still it's it's nice and flat to me, and I love the way it feels. Mm. Um, so I, I really don't have too much trouble typing on it. Really, any kind of keyboard, um, you know. I know I know there have been some in the in the mainstream and otherwise who have really. You know, said when Apple first released its its Butterfly 1.0 or whatever with because I have the MacBook 2015 or some some people call it the MacBook nothing. It has the one USB C port on it and headphone jack, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know that that one has a completely flat keyboard, and um, but I I really don't mind it. But I can type on like I said, pretty much about any keyboard really. So, mm. well, there's nothing like have you ever played with any of those DOS keyboards, the DAS um, keyboards? They're made using the older, um, I think it's Scissor. Um, they're they're really clickety-clacky, and they're great to type on because the tactile feedback is just so great. Mm-hmm. And you can really pound out something and, you know, literally express yourself um, on that keyboard because <laughs> it just makes wonderful noise. But I right. uh, I have one, and I, I can't get rid of it because I just... I just love the, the the feel of it. If I really want that old school, I can type for hours on that thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got about twenty minutes left. What do you say? Are we ready for some questions? You know? Sure. All right, guys. So you know the drill by now for all of you. Zoom. Yep. And like that. Even before I finish this sentence, three people raised their hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And somebody lowered it already. But, um, okay, so if you remember, so if you're on a Mac, it's option Y. If you're on a PC, it's alt Y. If you're on your, I don't see any phone numbers in here, so I'm not even going to cover it. We have one phone. We have one telephone listener. Okay, so it's star nine if you're on a phone number. And if you are on the, uh, if you're on your iPhone and you're on the app, it's in the lower right-hand corner. Hit the more button, double tap on that. You're going to pop up a list of things. And about the middle of the page is the raised hand option. All right, guys. So let's go through this list all right john you can go ahead and unmute and currently unmuted okay window um when we were talking about um spotlight and bringing up siri 
Spotlight has joined the meeting. Spotlight is command spacebar. If you want uh, with everything or command shift spacebar for just the computer. If I, um, what I've been doing is holding down the command space bar together and that brings up Siri. Is there That's another, what it is. Yes. Is there oh, another way to do it? Yes. Uh, I only know of command space bar, but you're correct. I thought it was option. I get those two keys mixed up all the time, but you're correct. It's command space for Siri. I don't know of any other way to bring. That's funny because I get I get it on my MacBook with with uh, function spacebar. Mm. Really, and it could be it could be the difference in um, OS version. Um, maybe uh, I'm just trying to think because I'm on an older MacBook that um, I don't even know. Uh, is it no? It's not letting me do it with function, but. Um, I do not know how that works on this Mac. Let me see here. Um, is it an option? Let's see. I don't want it to turn off my, my Zoom connection. <laughs> I'm, af- I'm afraid oh, it would do that. Oh, but if you're, uh, well, serious, ask what time it is or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's it's command for me. It, it, it is command, yes. Okay. okay. So. Also, you were talking about the different keyboards on different Macs. My, I started out with the uh, 2011 MacBook Pro. And I loved that keyboard. I mm-hmm. since have gotten a twenty eight late twenty eighteen MacBook Air, and I don't love that keyboard. I can type on it okay, but it mm-hmm. has um, encouraged me to use dictation a little more. And as long as I speak clearly and slowly enough, dictation is. Pretty darn accurate. Yep. That, that, I have, that. I've not played with dictation much on my Mac. I've found it to be um, kind of quirky, but um, maybe I'll give it another try. So. Currently unmuted. Maybe because I use US has new window. Air, um, earphone, the um, Apple Air, EarPods, mm. not AirPods, mm-hmm. EarPods. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I'm using right now. I don't know how I sound, but... Um, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Probably old is how I sound. <laughs> that's, that's the problem with clarity. We really sound how old we are. <laughs> right. Let's put some fuzz in there and we get years back. <laughs> All right. All right, John. Thank you much. Um, and uh, Cindy, you can go ahead and unmute. Um, I think I kind of some of the same question. Um, I can pull up Spotlight with Command Spacebar. But when I do command space bar shift, which is a new thing, you know, new knowledge to me, it gives me Siri. Oh. Hmm. Shift command space bar gives you Siri. I've not I've heard of that. I've never used Siri on my Mac, but it sure sounds strange. Um, yeah. I'm scratching my head like, <laughs> I. <laughs> those, okay. Those are... Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm okay with um sometimes to bring up uh the finder search um where you can limit the search to your to your computer. I do command option spacebar and that will bring up uh the spotlight in the finder. I don't so know yeah, that try would... that one, see if that works. Command option. Currently on the browser. To begin interacting with this search, search text field. 
Yeah, yeah, that brought me to search. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm wondering um, if it's the finder search versus the regular search bar. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, what version? What version of OS are you running? Um, whatever the latest one is, I believe. Cat- Catalina. Yeah, yeah, definitely okay. Catalina. Okay. Hmm. Okay, that's that's strange. I'm not okay. Gonna, we're gonna fit. <laughs> that's a that's a head scratch. Yeah, you might have me. to check this out. I know. Um, I'm on a computer where I've customized some things, so some of the regular default keyboard shortcuts are not going to work. I wish I was at my other computer right now. Currently, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not a big deal. I can mm-hmm. live with it, but I was just curious. Sure. Currently unmuted. John here. U.S. has new window. I just um, tried the command shift spacebar and got the little clunk. But I did option command spacebar and it said um, spotlight on this computer. Oh, okay. okay. That must be, that must be a, a, a new one. And I don't, because uh, I haven't used it in a while, so... So maybe that's a that's a changeover from what I was used to using. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I don't think I've used it since I updated to Catalina. I think I, I think I was using it back with like Sierra or High Sierra. Okay, cool, good, okay. good information. Right on. Thank you, John, and thank you, Cindy. Uh, thank you, Chris, Chris Bell. Uh, hi there. Um, so you guys are <clears throat> way advanced. I have my first uh, um, iMac uh, after being a Windows user for forty years, <clears throat> and. Uh, one of the things that uh, I struggle with is when I turn it on, I can't tell whether it's on because it doesn't say anything. Uh, and, uh, you know, when Windows with JAWS, you turn it on and it starts talking. So what do I do about that? Okay, for, so go ahead, Katie. For mine, when it when I turn it on, it chimes. It'll go like, ding, and I, I can't, I'm not doing it accurate, but there's a, there is a, a chime that sounds... Um, and then you, um, then I do a you know a command F five to activate voiceover. Um, yeah, I mean I know about the command F five, but uh, mine doesn't chime. So you have a, a pretty new MacBook, then is that correct, or computer? Yeah, it's an iMac. I just bought it. An iMac. Okay. So mm-hmm. what? Um, I'm just thinking because I have a, a MacBook and it's the same thing. I, I don't hear anything, but it prompts me to log in um, pretty quickly after turning it on, but it's not everyone who's going to have it set up that way. Is yours like going directly into your um, desktop before the voiceover starts, or do you have to log in? Well, I now have it set so I can log in on my Apple Watch. Oh, um, fancy. Nice. Uh, it, it really That really is sweet. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's still not telling me that I can. My Apple Watch would tell me because it's I've mm-hmm. got voiceover on my Apple Watch, of course, and it mm-hmm. it would say you know uh, approve or whatever, and I double tap on the power switch. But but I'm still not getting feedback uh, yeah. as to when it's on. So, so I've used like Ira or Be My Eyes or something. I say okay, is the screen on? Okay, so, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you so you don't use a login screen, correct? Uh, I'm trying not to, yeah. Okay, all right. No, that's fine because what what I would suggest you do then is it's a couple settings to check. Do you know how to get to your voiceover utility? Uh, no. Uh, that's voiceover F8. Okay. 
put that on, that'll bring up the voiceover utility. And if mm-hmm. you uh, view right arrow or view arrow through the different options, you're going to find um, a welcome startup message. Yep. And you can make sure that that's checked so that announces. Uh, and that VO is turned on or voiceover is turned on at startup. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things. So what will happen is then once you get your, um, once your computer goes all the way through and gets into its final boot, you're going to then voiceover will turn on as part of it. And you'll get an announcement that says, you know, the, the, the basic one says, you know, welcome to Mac OS, welcome right. to Mac OS and, and voiceover. Cool. All right. That's you've solved my problem. Yeah, that's, Thank you very that's much. the one right there. And you can even mm-hmm. customize that message. You know, I always laugh yes. and say, I want to get my computer to say, yes, master, what is thy bidding? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, you can. You really can. I think yeah. mine just says, like, hello or something. Or right, welcome. exactly. Like, yeah, because I got tired mm-hmm. of hearing it all. I'm like, stop, I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't want to hear all this. I'm not ready to customize. Well, well, that, <laughs> that'll, be, can that'll, I that'll be in my next decade. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. What, go ahead. Who is this? Um, John Gunn here. Can I just interject something real quick, or I don't know? I just came in about two minutes ago. Yeah, we're we're actually we actually go by raised hands um, to answer the questions. Was, did you have something to, to to help fill in with that to answer his question? To answer Chris's um, question, I forgot how to raise. I think it's option Y, isn't it? But I can't remember. If you're on anyway, your Mac, yeah, it's option Y. What I was going to say is that there is a terminal command, um, and I don't know what it is, but if you Google it, there is a terminal command to turn on your chimes. Uh, Chris, regarding your iMac uh, not hearing the chimes. Yes. Is that, a, yeah, is that, like, a, is, is that like a keyboard toggle setting? Uh, no, if, you got to do it in the terminal. Uh, it's a terminal command, and once you do it, then you're then you're set for life, and you could you can disable that as well. But can um, I get? I don't know the command. I think if you Google it, but once you do that, that will turn it on then. So every time you turn on your iMac or whatever, newer computers, this doesn't make any difference, iMac or whatever, but okay. that'll do All it. Right. What were you going to say, Jason? Oh, I, I was just going to say, I, I, I has new window. hope that maybe that has changed, but last time I Googled it and looked it up, because my MacBook doesn't chime either, I tried it and I didn't have any luck with it. It was is very there, is disappointing. Is there a sound setting in the system preferences? Well, there's a, I just hopped with a friend of mine last June. Um, she had a, a new uh, MacBook Air. Has left the meeting, and uh, and it did work with with that command. So oh, good. Okay. I don't know, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's uh, I'm I'm running an old system here, probably as old as I am, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm only running high Sierra, but yeah, it works. Okay, that's yeah, that's great. If you don't, if it, if it's working and you don't need to upgrade, there's really not a reason to. Um, I was thinking in the uh, this is John again. I was thinking in a system preferences accessibility, there was a place there that we had to turn on um, voiceover on boot up or something like that. That's a, that's a place to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can do it in both places, uh, either place. Yep, there's a couple different places to do it. I didn't know that. I, I always went through preferences. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks. John. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, move on. Um, Pam, I see you have your hand raised. Yes, can you hear me? We can. Yep. Okay. Um, well, I'm right now I'm on my iPhone, but um, I just recently bought a new macbook air the latest um i don't know exactly what month it came out but Mm -hmm. uh 
my previous one was from 2011, and the highest I was able to go was Sierra. I'm having to relearn just about everything. <laughs> oh, know? because of because Catalina. Now I'm Catalina. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of things change with the Mac, and I feel like, um, you know, um, there there aren't always a lot of resources. I, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of stuff on iPads and iPhones um, That's out what there. I'm running into as well. Right. I mean, I, like, how do I do this? And you mm-hmm. try to get help, and you, well, the, you can't the great always... thing is you can you can go through and, and run the tutorial at any time. True, um, and you can yeah. you can learn it that way. But I'm also going to give you a little a little piece of advice, and I don't know if, I don't know if my my fellow hosts will will join me in this, and if they don't, I understand. I would say don't get too excited about delving into it quite yet, and the reason is is Mac OS is about to change. Um, no, I I just bought a new computer because my old one was on its deathbed. Right. Well, no, but and you're going to be able to. You're going to be so. So OS is going yeah. to go through, a, and and you're going to be able to download it. No problem. It'll it'll just jump right onto your to your to yeah. your um to right. your MacBook. Um, but uh, it's it's going to be like you know, like updating a new version of Windows. Um, but they're they're redesigning it literally from the framework up. Um, oh it's boy. going to it's going to do some new uh, a bunch of different things according to what the stuff I'm reading, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be called um, OS Big Sur uh, <laughs> instead of Catalina because it's named after they name them after California landmarks. Oh um, yes. So so uh, with that said, um, and that's going to be coming out here. Well, so, wow. so we're we're going to touch on this here in a minute that there's something happening next week. Um, yeah with all that but that big huge fall event they have every year (laughs) yep we don't know but we don't know what they're going to announce all i know is the rumors are is that mac is that mac update to the to the operating system is going to come out this fall so everything you may learn i'm not going to guarantee it's going to change but Uh um you know, like I said, this is this is my opinion, my opinion only. If you're yes. just getting started, go ahead and get the basics down, but don't don't go crazy over learning like super, you know, fun, cool stuff because they may change the way it it goes around getting that. Well, I've used the Mac for eight years, but um, I I do a lot of stuff on my phone nowadays, so I don't use my computer mm-hmm. as much as I sure. did before I had an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Then um, you're going to love Big Sur because Big Sur actually reframeworks into where stuff moving from one um, platform to another between your iPhone to your iPad to your to your OS is going to be very seamless. A lot of the apps, a lot of the apps on the on that are going to look a lot like they do on your on your uh, portable okay. devices. Hey, that sounds good. Yep, it's really it's really going to be a neat feature, and I'm glad they're doing it. But again, that's my personal opinion. Okay. Thanks. Of course. Great show. Okay. Let's see. Deb. Looks like you might get our last question of the night. (laughs) So just quickly, 
for um, uh, Chris, um, when you, I would, I would recommend calling um, Apple Accessibility to help figure out if you can get the chime restored because they actually can figure out which uh, PCs it will do it on and which ones it won't. But the other thing is, when you do it, you will need to disable the logging in from the Apple Watch till you get it fully working because the problem that you're having now is partly because that login notification is going to the watch. And the way the watch mm-hmm. works is just the same way it does on your iPhone, where it's going to actually pick up the um, notification that would have gone to your phone mm-hmm. and or and or iPad, and it goes and it goes to the watch instead. And that is the same thing that's happening um, in this case. So um, you can probably get some help to uh, re-enable the chime, but. In so doing, to test whether the accessibility of the login is working, you'll need to disable the Apple Watch from being the login source till you get that worked out. Okay, great. Thank you, Deb. All right, guys. So we're going to uh, we're going to wrap it up for the evening. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining, for your questions, and and for participating tonight. Thank you to Jason and especially to Katie for coming on board. Um, I hope we didn't scare you off. I hope you're going to come back for the next one. I can't wait. Two weeks from today, I'm excited. Well, now that's now that's going to be the fun thing. Is it may it may be we're going to keep an eye out because next week on Tuesday the fifteenth is the Apple event. That's yes. the big fall unveil of all the cool stuff and. They're probably talking about yeah. the iPhones and and the the new iPhones I, and the new yeah, Apple the, TVs and I saw a rumor that said uh, new Apple watches and iPads. So mm-hmm. we'll see. So we're I'm hoping they're gonna and they they usually do if they're gonna you know they're probably gonna announce the the Big Sur and what that's all about and give you a preview of when that might release. Hey Tyson. Right. So, but keep an eye out because uh, there might be a special Magic Mac XL version roundtable about that event. So, keep keep your eyes and ears peeled, boys and girls. Uh, with that, guys, uh, thank you, thank you again to both of you. Thank you to Desiree for streaming, and uh, we will see you guys on stage next time. Good night, everyone. All right. Good night, everybody.